0: Big homie,
1: and yo, it's your boy Gr. This your girl
2: Chef Beck.
0: And we wanna welcome you to that's what's up show about people bringing topics to the table. Me, Gr, North Chef Beck are familiar with. Right, right, you know it. And I gotta say, I think we're all familiar with this topic right here. We do. We I I know we say it. You know, we're not familiar with it, but I think we've all listened to a to a track or two. In our lives, if you know what I mean.
3: Absolutely. Too. Uh, uh, too. <laughs> since yes, like, we have since like the age of
0: eight. You know what yeah, mean? before right. then, yeah. In yeah. the womb. Right, right. And all all that time, you know, being in the womb, grooving out in the womb. Up till now, we are now joined by two hip hop, as we say, legends. DJ Grumble and DJ Grand Imperial.
4: Well, that's my stage name, but you know, See, people just call me GI.
0: GI, man. Okay.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: That's
0: what's up. So. GI
5: and GR. Mm-hmm. Right. There we go. Oh,
1: okay. GI, GR, DG. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
1: Dj, <laughs> dj grums. I call him grums. I don't. Ever...
5: I call him grums. Yeah, yeah. grums is grums is just like the shorthand. That's what everybody says. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what's yeah. up. Yeah. The, same, the same with gi. I think it's. I think it flows a little bit easier than dj
4: grant and The type somebody see right.
2: right, right, That's kind of a lot to say. Yeah, yeah.
4: We, just keep, we, we we keep it simple over here.
2: Right, right. right.
4: So
1: for everyone that's uh, followed, that's what's up, and and you know checked out. All our podcasts and when we did some live radio uh, shows, y'all hear the intro that plays every time we come on, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: This man DJ Grumble is the provider of that sound. So big up to you, Grums, for for blessing us with that track. Legends, I love it every time I hear it. I'm smiling. I'm thinking. I'm yeah, I'm thinking about the big homes and chef back. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's pretty dope. It's that's our signature. Everybody know we coming on when that plays. It's really dope. Hell yeah. Yes. Thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. All right. So let's, um, let's jump into these top t- Talking points. Um, I got, a, with... I got a question to start. Go
0: for it, bro. So we, we are all, uh, well, we're not all, but DJ Grumble and, uh, d j. grand Imperial um, <laughs> y'all y'all make beats, right Yes sir I understand that's only a fraction of the gig, but mm-hmm. I know that y'all make beats, so I wanted to start by asking what's the preferred dial and why
4: What's the preferred what?
0: Digital audio workspace oh, um,
4: i i I use logic. I've always been using logic. Um, like I say, I've, I've been using Logic ever since shoot, man, for probably at least a decade now. Mm -hmm. Um, I just find it easier at the time when I bought Logic, I just kind of wanted to go against the grain because everybody was using Pro Tools. Pro Tools was, you know, uh, the industry standard and, uh, Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be outside of the box. So that's, that was my purpose for buying Logic. And then I just learned it and I've been with Logic ever since. No doubt. So I did okay. it. I did it just to be rebellious. I, 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 it didn't matter. <laughs> Always, did. yeah. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter which digital audio I used, but I just everywhere I went, everyone used pro tools. So I just said, well fuck it, I'll use this. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That was my and message. it works. And it
5: works. Just right. as good.
4: Uh,
3: just as good. Yeah. Uh, hmm
5: Yeah, logic is super nice, bro. I mean, like a lot of the producers I fuck with like use logic. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my preferred DAW, I've been using the same DAW since like eighth grade. I might've mentioned it on the show before, but it's this, um, it's software called player pro and it only runs on like older Macintosh computers. I and actually have a CD right here. I bought it for like $79 in like 2003.
3: Damn. And, um,
5: it's basically, it, if you could compare it to like an sp 1200 or like an MPC 2000, but like on your computer, like that's what it's like
1: oh my and, god um, man, he, he's talking tongues right now Woo. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> but yeah i mean i've just been using that the whole time like um you know similar like in that rebellious fashion where i'm like you know uh i want to be using something that nobody else is using and shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so yeah I, i'm like rebellious in that sense because like no other producer can even like get my files and like like play the beats like i'm the only person with that software because it was yep, like discontinu- yeah. it was like discontinued like 20 years ago.
3: Wow! Like, wow. It's, it's like
5: an old school like Amiga Soundtracker <clears throat> layout, like it plays down vertically, but you have a lot of control over like like how you can chop your samples. It still uses VST, um, so it's like it's relatively modern, but like I don't think anybody else uses it.
0: Mm. Not, yeah. But the protection mm. right there, you know, it's like exactly. not now nobody can even access what you got. Cause it's like, you're the only
1: one that has it.
5: (laughs) Right. I like Mm -hmm.
1: that. I like that. Definitely. All right. All right. Um, So let me pose this question to uh, both of you guys. Um, So now you explain, you know, the type of uh, material and things that you use for uh, uh, making beats and, and, you know, getting it out there for the fan that i know we all are of music and hip-hop and whatever genre you like um what kind of beat kind of gets you into that you know that that feel good mood you know what i
5: mean man um it's hard to say because like you can judge it like if you're driving in a car and like a beat comes on you're like oh yeah like i want to drive fast to this right it's like that emotion that you get from the beat i almost like view it like cinematically right like it's the combination of like the instruments, like the rhythm, um, just even like the feel of how it was recorded. Right. So, yeah, as far as like what gets me excited, I mean, obviously I have like all time favorites, right. Like, you know, DJ, premier and like, mm-hmm. and like you know, mm-hmm. classics like that. But like, if mm. something comes on, I, I haven't ever heard it before. Mm-hmm. It's really what hits me is just like the, the rhythm and the instruments and like the, just the overall like emotion that it brings. Um, because like you know you have you have a really well-produced track that's just like emotionless right and like doesn't really hit you anywhere even though they they might have spent like 20 hours putting the beat together so it's really about yeah it's 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 sort of like um almost intangible like like you just know it when you hear it that's Mm. that's kind of how I feel
3: right right yeah Yeah,
5: I, I have to pretty
4: much concur with that um I you know being a 90s um, now Okay. With baby. I'm, yeah. I'm automatically I'm automatically um uh, uh um pulled to boom bap. I mean that's yeah. just what I've come up with. that's what I grew up with. I mean the elements of boom bap that's the you know, gospel
1: right there, brother. That's yeah, the it has
4: yeah, it just has <laughs> I mean it, it has everything that to me hip hop defines with which is raw beats, strong snare kicks, mm-hmm. um, cuts. I mean to me, you know, boom bap. You know, epitomizes, or, or you know what what hip hop is supposed to sound like. Um, now I'm not a fan of trap music, but again, um, mm. back to what the brother said, I can be in a car, and I can be listening to it, but I have it, it has to it has it has to just I have to. It's hard to say, it. um, <laughs> but it, it, it's a, it's a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. For me, you know, you can't just put on a trap record and then i'm grooving to it but if i'm you know if if i'm in deep concentration or if i'm you Mm -hmm. know personally meditating and it it Mm -hmm. hits me i i I may feel the vibe but i'm automatically struck to to that boom bap sound because Mm -hmm. that's what i was that's what i was introduced to hip-hop with that's what i grew up with it that's Mm -hmm. what i grew up listening to so um Man. Yeah, I would have I would have to say Boom Bap will always be um, will always be my go to forever. That's what's oh, so. yeah. up. Yeah, I'm
2: absolutely. with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'm with that, and that poses the question. G.I., when yeah. did you fall in love with hip hop?
4: Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. Um, the first time I heard, the first time. Well, first of all. I was more in love with breakdancing before DJing, but it's still part of hip-hop. So yeah. without getting without getting too too detailed, I was first in the breakdancing. Um, um when I first saw Wild Style, I saw it at my cousin's house. And I that's what introduced me to the world of hip hop. Okay. My first my first my first song that I knew I was just I I knew I was this is what I wanted to do probably would have to be um uh key uh run dmc's rockbox album houdini uh, oh yeah because these were Oops. albums these were the albums that my older cousins you know they was playing in their. yeah so okay. i was like oh shit okay this is this is what's up and um ever since I heard, you know, um, you know, Houdini's, uh, I forgot what album that was, but uh, however, but I know Run DMC's Rockbox, that it was there for me. I used to, I used to hear Grandmaster Flash and all of that stuff on the radio, but it still didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit me the way, you know, Run DMC's album hit me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I I would have to say, yeah, those, those, those two albums definitely um, you know, uh, stuck me into the hip-hop world. But like I say, I, I always just loved everything about hip-hop from the, the graffiti, from the breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't get into DJ until last because I, I did everything first before DJ. Word. D- DJing was the last part. DJ got to me last. And, um, Word. It yeah, it wasn't until... I went to my cousin's house and he had turntables and when he had turntables mm. and i physically saw them it was like an instant love and that's when i stopped i stopped rapping i stopped uh de- i stopped rapping i stopped breaking and i solely went to dj
3: mm-hmm.
4: So yeah what's yeah, up. yeah. And, what's that, up. and that was probably like eighty, eighty five.
5: 85 yeah. 586. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like ancient history now. <laughs> yeah. No for yeah. real. It is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember you you were quite young when you yeah, started. Yeah, I
5: was very young. I was very yeah. young.
4: Yeah. I I didn't I have I think I had my first turntables. They weren't 12s, they weren't techniques, but they were just like a a a belt drive bullshit turntable. It was still mm-hmm. yeah. I probably like when I was maybe 8 or 9
2: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Eight or nine years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what's, That's crazy. Crazy. That's what's yeah. up. Grumps. Same question. Yeah. Grom. Same question.
5: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I grew up in, like, you know, the Boston area, right? And, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of influences out there. Like, you know, you're in the suburbs and, like, you know, the kids are listening to, like, Linkin Park and, like, you know, Good Charlotte and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like, Angsty <laughs> Teen Rock and stuff like that. And, um... <laughs> okay. But, I, I think some of them Linkin Park joints... No, yeah, that's yeah. what I
2: was going to say. They, they, yeah.
5: <laughs> right? Like So the, the first Linkin Park album, actually, I bought it when I was like in eighth grade or something. Was the and... shit, by the way. I
4: don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. The, high, the hybrid theory was the shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Low down, low no, it's a, it's a legit dope album, right? And they had mm-hmm. like, they had like some, uh, a track with like their DJ, Mr. Han, like scratching. That'd I was yeah. like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, how are they doing this? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. like I went to a flea market with my dad and I pointed out like a crappy like belt drive turntable. I was like hey uh, can I buy this like I, I really want to I want to learn how to DJ and I was like I not know 20 bucks or something and so mm. I started out with that and like I think I, like the first gig I DJed was like like some girls like uh, Valentine's party in like ninth grade or something like that and I blew my dad's like speakers like his home speaker system like
3: oh <laughs>
5: But yeah, mm. so yeah, I started out, I started out DJing actually, because I really wanted to learn how to scratch and mix and all that stuff. And, you know, eventually got better, you know, set up, you know, got techniques and started DJing like in like, high school dances and parties and stuff like that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like from there, like I would, you know, I would be collecting records and stuff and like I would find records with cool samples on them. I'm like, hmm, I can make a beat out of this. So
3: mm-hmm. I went from like
5: DJing to beat making. And then from beat making, you know, like, you know, I started like hanging around enough rappers where I learned how to freestyle. Like, I've never recorded anything, but like, you know, I, I feel like if you get immersed in hip hop, like you do learn all the pillars of them. Right. Because they're all interconnected. So, yeah, you my, would, my think, you would, you,
1: you would yeah. think that you would think that. And I'm, I'm kind of glad you said that. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'll let you finish and then I'll chime in on that.
5: Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. So like basically you know I, yeah dj'd all through high school college and then um the production really just took off like probably in the last like six or seven years you know i started getting more calls from like you know major labels and and people like that and i was like okay this is i think this is like my zone right here you know because mm. you know people really really mess with the beats you know it's like and i got tired of djing like frat parties and stuff and it's like you know three in the morning i'm exhausted and i got got an exam the next day you know (laughs) so the djing does have a lot more leg leg work in it whereas production like i could just you know on a snowy day like this i can just chill at the crib and like make these you know
1: Mm -hmm. that's what's up all right but I don't think you answered the question, though, Grums. <laughs> oh, wait. What, <laughs> we, what, what did you fall in love? Like, what was the first, like, joint you heard that oh, ver- kind of solidified it for you?
5: Okay, so the very first joint. So when I decided I want to start to learn DJing, right? Like, I started buying, like, you know, uh, break records. Like, you know, people like DJ Qbert. Um, mm-hmm. you know, wow. They released, they re- they release, like, a lot of, you know, he's, like, a DMC champion. So I was, like, watching his videos and, like, buying his, like, scratch records and stuff like that. And there was Mm -hmm. a piece of a scratch record where it it sampled like a Rakim song and it was When I Be On The Mic. And so I was like, Mm. I tried it, was like trying to find that song and I finally found it. And when I heard When I Be On The Mic by Rakim, that introduced me to DJ Premier. Mm. And I was like, yo, how did DJ Premier make this beat? Like, why does it sound so dope? Like, it's just a couple chops and some drums, but it's like super, super ill. And, uh, yeah, that was like the beginning of my journey, like starting to study producers and, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and rappers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it came from DJing. Like, you know, I started learning more about hip hop and like, it led me right to, you know, sort of the greats. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, That's a good, that's, I like that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> now I want to go back to, um, a point that you brought up earlier, um, when you said, you know, and Greg G.I., you kind of alluded to it yourself with the pillars Mm -hmm. of hip hop, um, with the cast that, you know, are true like hip hop fans, they know it's like a foundation that kind of, you know, wraps it up in the one, and then all of a sudden you have a blooming flower called hip hop. Mm -hmm. Now, the question that I pose to the two of you guys um, is the sampling aspect of it, because we all know that you know, early hip hop—it <clears throat> had everything in your grandfather's record collection to JB to Aretha Franklin. I mean, we could go on and on and on. But my question to the, both of you guys is: Do you, do you believe that hip hop sampling is a lost art compared um, to the, the hip hop today?
4: Well, you have to understand, uh, hip hop came after a bunch of great music so mm-hmm. you you know you know hip-hop was built off of great music mm-hmm. and and you know I think all of the the, the the great samples have been sampled so you know sure you can still dig and find that rare jewel somewhere um but I I, I think people had sampled so much because i was even that one person where i was getting tired of hearing people sample other people's music i wanted people to be creative and create their own way so mm-hmm. the next generation will have something to sample um but a- as a result now what i'm tending to, to without getting off subject i i i don't think you said is it a lost art form mm-hmm. you sampling will never be a lost art form never right. mm-hmm. um it may it may take a it may, it may be on the back burner as far as stick standing out in hip-hop because right now we're in the trap era
3: mm-hmm. and
4: everything is all mm-hmm. about the 808 and low end mm-hmm. um so once people again are tired of the same old beach which they're getting to that point because everybody's shit sounds alike. <laughs> then they'll go back, you know. They'll go saying like Yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. go back, yeah. say, "Well, you know what? Let's let's recreate because you know everything goes in circles. So right, you know, right. right now we're just not there, mm-hmm. um, but I can't wait. You know, hopefully it's in my lifetime that you know people will start going back to that that raw analog dirty sound mm. um, that 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 pretty much inspired me and everyone else that came up. During the '90s, which was the golden era, the best era of hip hop. Mm-hmm. So, no I'm sure, I'm sure it'll come back. But right now, um, it's, it, it's just not. That's not where it's at
5: right now.
1: I feel yeah. that. I feel that. I
5: agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: yeah, and I'll chime in with that. Like, yeah, I mean, if you look at like you know who's topping the Billboard charts, like you know, Meg the Stallion, baby, you know, yeah, they're using all like trap. Da moves, baby.
0: Right? Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, <laughs> but you know to a certain extent there is like a pretty big demand for sampled music um you know there's a lot of subgenres that are pretty big right now like if, i'm sure you heard of like lo-fi hip-hop mm-hmm. which is sort of like what what like kids who don't know what boom bap is they that's just what they call it right they're like oh we like this lo-fi hip-hop well it's just boom bap but yeah sure yeah um, i actually i just um i just signed a distribution deal with a label in korea because they hit me up and they were like oh yeah you're your lo-fi uh, type hip-hop is, is really popular here, and we want to, like, distribute your music here. I was like, okay, cool. So, I mean, like, I think, like, sample music is making a resurgence. Like, still, it's still kind of underground, but, like, there are some pretty, like, prestigious artists, like like Freddie Gibbs, for example, has released mm-hmm. albums of, mm-hmm. like, Mad Lib that are all just, like, samples, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, he, you can still kind of classify him as, like, underground. Mm-hmm. I think, I think... It is making a resurgence and I was talking about this before we uh, we went live but like uh, Christmas of 2020 was like the biggest year of sales for vinyl records in like the last 20 years so I think people uh, hip-hop fans do kind of like that the, the griminess and sort of like the esoteric you know with the vinyl collecting crate digging aspect of mm-hmm. it
3: um, it's just
5: yeah it's just not like you know if you just switch on like you know major hip-hop radio station that's not where you're gonna hear but yeah, right. it, it goes in cycles, right? And I think there is an undercurrent of more people who want to hear that, but it's just not super mainstream. But like there are, like like Jay even like Jay Cole, a lot of his beats are sampled, and he's like one of the top, I don't know, top ten earning hip hop artists. Think um, mm. like, uh, Jay Z's recent albums, like you know they all have samples. Kanye still samples, and there is like sort of a, like an old guard of people who sampled like you know in the '90s, and they're still sampling. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah I think it is on a cycle and like I, I'm pretty confident we're going to see it coming back you know you know like GI said like people are going to get tired of just the same old beats
3: mm-hmm.
5: um, so that's why I that's Hold why down. I just stick with, I just stick I just stick with my style man because there's always people that appreciate it and like if I switched up and only did trap beats because I thought I was going to make a quick buck or like a quick popularity because of that like you know that's not being true to like what I like you know as an artist Mm-hmm.
1: That's your that's your love and passion for, for the genre. You know what I mean, and and, and you can only but re- respect that. You know what I mean. So
0: all all about being true to yourself.
2: Exactly. So speaking on trap, now I really am not a trap fan. Really not. There are some songs or some beats that come out where I find myself at the traffic stop shaking my head to it, <laughs> you know, no. or because it's so repetitively played on the radio that you start singing the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, it kind of sinks in. But it's not. I'm not a huge fan of it. But no doubt. And honestly, when trap first. um came to play and everything was trapped i honestly believe that it wasn't gonna last long i said mm. this is not gonna last long
3: mm-hmm. it's, it's
2: terrible because i just was in this whole bubble of 90s hip-hop with all mm-hmm. the people that i grew up with and it's like no no one's gonna like this and anyone that came up to me in my generation talking about yeah this is how i looked at them like what is wrong with you for real just really didn't think it was gonna last long. So I kinda am intrigued to get you guys points on that. Like it's still here. Like what's going on? <laughs> what's
4: well you going know, on? Words. It's, it's um well, you know, hip hop, you know, it, it's a young generation's music. You know, we mm-hmm. we you know, we as the older generation, we are always gonna love hip hop, but we're gonna love what we grew up listening to. So right. at the end of the day, um, you know, you can't and I just told this to somebody else the other day. I don't really, and I even said it in my interview. I don't know, Becky if you saw it on my Facebook.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I you don't. Know, I I don't it
4: out. Yeah, I don't really care for today's hip hop, but I respect mm-hmm. it
2: because mm-hmm.
4: I'm, I'm not their age, so I'm not going to understand mm-hmm. where they're coming from. I'm not going to share the same vibe that they're coming from because mm-hmm. hip hop is a vibe. So yeah. you know, um, you know, with the younger generation, you know. Um, the sound that it is right now, it makes perfect sense for them. Mm-hmm. For us, you know, who you know, we, we're in our thirties and forties. are not on that same wave, so it makes absolutely no sense. But that's the beauty of hip hop, you know. Hip hop, you know, it's it's constantly reinventing itself. It's constantly changing shape. Mm-hmm. It's constantly moving in, in 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 all sorts of directions, and that in itself you have to love about hip-hop. If hip-hop was the same, hell, we, we, we no one would fuck with it, or we no, one, get, right. no one would like it. That's so, a good point. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? So what we have to, what, I'm not even gonna say we, cause I find myself being the old hater. I'm the Joe Buttons of my crew. Yeah, Really, I have to really be mindful of what I say. I have to cherish and appreciate what where I, where I grew up listening to. I love it dearly. I will always have love for it. Um, yeah. And that's it's personal for me. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I have to learn to give this new sound a shot. Everybody deserves a chance. So you got to give right. it a shot. So that's when you'll catch me in the car. I may vibe out to something new, and I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And that's just it. You just got to give it a shot because some stuff you may like, and most of the stuff mm-hmm. you probably won't, but you, you you might like some of the new shit. So that, yeah. that's mm-hmm. my take on it. I
1: feel you on that.
2: I agree. Because being a... I, I, do, I love music, period. Mm-hmm. All genres. And... <clears throat> So I will, I, I have given a shot. And I'm not lying, some some of the new stuff that's out that I've heard 50, 11 times is on my playlist because it's, you know, ingrained in my head and I might bop my head to it. Yeah. It's just so, mm-hmm. it's just, it's crazy how music evolved, even R&B. So you see how we we grew up in a generation where, men cried over their women and we had we had groups and group, different we had boy bands girl bands you know different really good that good r&b that you just feel Word. in your soul you know shout,
1: shout out to ralph Trisman. yeah yeah,
2: you know yeah. We, we had the new additions and the boys to men and Word. the joe you know and yeah. swv we but had you know all what, of that
4: but you know what becca i'm gonna count mm-hmm. that because it's like, so boom. Now, to me, 90s R&B and hip-hop will always, to me, forever be the best era of music. Absolutely. Hip-hop and Totally
1: R&B agree. Music. Totally but, agree.
4: But now you ask somebody that came up before me who came up in the Motown era, they'll probably say, yo, you
3: ooh, out of your mind. Ooh, you yeah.
4: are absolutely out of your mind. And that quite might be an argument. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So because I love the Motown era. I love everything oh, I love the content of the music. I love the sound mm-hmm. of the music. But mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in that era. So right. Right. At, the end of the, at the end of the day, I was listening to one of the younger DJs, and they were just, and he said something to the notion of 2000 R and B the best era the best era ever. And I was just like, <laughs> what? What? Like, right. And then I almost said like, what? But I wish I
1: you did. should. I wish you did, man. Like, should have. Know, I, I, have y'all heard of Marvin Gaye or some shit did, like that? Right, you know right. what I'm saying? But,
4: but I didn't want to. I didn't want to bust his bubble. Because mm-hmm. I understood he's a new Jack. So I'm like, yeah. okay, right, I feel, you. I feel probably, you. He probably just coming up and he probably started getting into DJ in the 2000s. So I have to understand where he's coming from. So cool. Right. That's your best era. Not my right. best era. Not mine, Not but mine. okay. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> so you know, yeah. uh, there's always going to be that 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 that's, that's class of people that say this is the best era. This is the best era. And Absolutely. it's all, and it's all argue, We're all arguably correct. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man, whatever, um, kind of
1: disagree to disagree. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there you go. Thank
5: you for the lack yeah. of better yeah. word. Agree, yeah. Yeah. Agree. I feel yeah. yeah. Like music to, cause is cause subjective you... at the end of the day, right? It's like whatever yeah. you like, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Because the new artists now, like the, it's a lot of women, very few men. Um, you know, the G- Genie Ico and Siza and um, Ari Lennox, they, Dope, dope R&B artists mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. they really are yeah and I feel them yeah I mm-hmm. feel them you know, I, I Ella um, LMA. you know yes. they're really good as mm-hmm. for the men we don't have I feel like we don't have a lot of good men R&B artists out there I'm I'm just well, just you, a handful of BJ
0: them is BJ the Chicago kid classified as male R&B do y'all know who I'm talking about
5: uh, I know no, who you're talking about I,
0: heard them. I, I never heard of him
5: yeah, I've seen him perform. Uh, like Not back. Nah, you good? Yeah. I, I would say, um, I would say BJ the Chicago. I mean, he's a singer. I don't know if I classify him as like R and B necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, like there there's definitely we got some good male singers, but I would say, yeah, it's, it's the females are kind of dominating R B right now. Oh,
2: absolutely. I'm gonna go on record and saying that Jaquice is horrible.
5: <laughs>
2: you don't like I'm that? sorry. No, nah, I'm not feeling
4: your peace. Every song what? he I, sings, sound the same. I actually think he can sing. Not maybe, but see, the content comes from the time of day that we're in. We're in, an yeah. era, we're in an era where there is no love. Like, there's no love no more. Like, everybody's on mm-hmm. edge. Everybody is so uptight. So yeah. the, con- the content isn't there. And, and even the type of women. Like, you have to understand. And, and it's like the women that a lot of the great R&B guys were singing to were actually ladies. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have a whole wow. lot. Of, no disrespect, no disrespect. No, right? I, no I agree. Wow. This, 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 this is I'm sorry, but we're in a bitch and hoe era. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to serenade no hoe and I ain't going to serenade no
3: <laughs> so, No, I agree. So it's, so it's like <laughs> that. That's, yeah.
4: that's the so reason it's like why that. the content is all about fucking. Like, yo, <laughs> let's get it.
5: Yeah, I mean, wow. again, listen to like what was the biggest single? Uh Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah, Locked, look at right? what?
4: no disrespect yeah. to them, but these are the biggest broads in the game. And, and it, to me, it's not my poster child of what a lady is. These are yeah. these are these are bitches that pop their ass mm-hmm. straight up mm. and down. Okay. So I don't, you know, other than Cardi B's spunkiness and her sassiness and her no filter, that's what that's what attracts the people to her. It ain't mm-hmm. it ain't it's not it's not her, her morality or or anything like that. It's just that they know that she's a firecracker and they yeah. like that
2: so ratchet,
4: yeah, yeah. They like that ratchet. So that's the reason why you're not going to like because you're not a bitch or a hoe. you're not gonna like Jockeze's yeah. content, but well, he's not saying yeah. it to you. Right. <laughs> but he I not. do I do think I think he has a great voice. I do like Keith, I ain't gonna front. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like
1: the young dude. I do. Word. Word. So let me, um, G.I., <laughs> uh, you, you brought up something um, interesting. And mm-hmm. I want to get, while well, we got you both on here. And Beck, chime in if you want to, too. I want to get all you guys' content or um, mm-hmm. idea on this. So you were talking about the current state of the world, the society, and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. the question that I want to pose um, first, i to let's take this flashback a little bit So you kind of get the, the point mm-hmm. um, We grew up in A hip-hop era that was uh, There were some Conscious lyrics mm-hmm. the Content, things that, being, that were being written Were very beneficial And uplifting to the Black community mm-hmm. um, Those type of Transgressions that we went through Kind of solidified some of the, the Greats that we listen to and still love today mm-hmm. So now we look at excuse me, we look at the, the past few years mm-hmm. where you alluded to it earlier, you know, time kind of recycles itself. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing live on CNN, you know, the same bullshit that we kind of grew up um, listening about. Mm-hmm. And we're we're witnessing it now as adults and as, as parents and things of that nature. And our kids are seeing it firsthand. Mm-hmm. And what the question is, now that we're kind of reverting back to what we grew up um, around, the content of hip hop lyrics haven't been that. I haven't seen anything that's been motivational or uplifting for the black community since, like uh, self
2: destruction, self destruction. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm
1: saying. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, so that's my it's, that's that's my question. Do you think? Go, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, yeah No,
4: I'm sorry. It's funny you say that because. I was talking to somebody um, about when we were all in quarantine back last March. Mm -hmm. And I told the young DJ, I said, I said, do you notice none of the DJs that are going live are playing anything current? And he thought about it. He said, yeah, you're right. I said, well, you know why they're not playing nothing current? And he says, "Why?" He said, I told him because there's no feeling behind the music that they're playing. I said, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's no good vibe. And I said, the re- and to answer your question, yeah, you're right. We are facing the same situations now than we were back in the days. But the only difference is the problem with the equation is now there's money involved. A lot of these artists are mm. making a lot of money. And whenever you throw money into the equation, it it, 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 turn, it, it turns the whole plan into mush. People
1: Tarnish like, it.
4: People, yeah, it tarnishes it. People yeah. like Public Enemy and all these self-aware conscious brothers was really, really trying to relay a certain message over mm. a, a, a powerful beat. It wasn't about the money. It was about because they weren't getting paid like that back then. Yeah. So they what was important to them was really being heard and really pulling their best foot forward. In reverse, these kids don't really have that same passion. They're really chasing the bag. That's all mm-hmm. they're doing. So yeah. they're putting out they're putting out disposable material. Yeah, there may be a little message here and there, but it's really these kids don't give a fuck. They're really trying to get this money. Mm-hmm. so when you in, in in such a race to get the money they're not putting their best foot forward which would lead which leads to not putting the best music out and that mm-hmm. is why so much music today is disposable
3: mm. totally yeah. agree yeah. i like what you totally said about agree. that
5: just Dis- disposable music man because you know at the end of the day a classic is a classic you can put it right, on right. 10 years from now right it's yeah. still going to be good but like Snap your fingers by Little John. Is anybody listening to that nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: gonna be snapping my yes, fingers. Yes, yes, it is.
4: It's just, and then, on, <laughs> and then on top of that, not only when you bring money into the equation, I also think internet, internet, the internet fucked up hip hop because the mm-hmm. internet, gave, the internet gave talentless people an audience. And now you have everyone <laughs> looked at, I'm serious. I, yeah, mean, I, no, I feel you. I, I give props to soldier boy. He's a young dude that he, he sat in his room. He thought of something, you know, crafty and gimmicky. And he made a career out of it and it worked for him.
3: Mm-hmm. But
4: the message that is sent was, yo, if he can do a shit, I can do it. And yeah. now you got all of these people with absolutely no fucking talent in the world. None. but you can't you you have a trillion viewers out there and if out of a trillion viewers even if you get one percent of that trillion viewers mm-hmm. that's all i need that's I, just, it. I just want one percent of that trillion viewers i don't need a hundred percent yeah mm-hmm. and that's the reason yeah. why everybody is out there trying to make music and they're trying to make and it's not music man and yeah really I, is I, it it's wow. just, I, I, it's it's garbage, man. It's
3: garbage. It
2: really isn't, man. and it totally answers my question. Um, uh, this was like last year, oh, year before last. Me and a friend was debating on if the new talent or the new artists out today could make a self destruction album. Yeah, we never. talked
1: about that with uh with your brother.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Shout out never. to shout out to Eddie. They can never do it. Never. They can never mm-hmm. do it. They can never do it. <laughs> And, and mm-hmm. I and I I don't even use that word never, but they could mm-hmm. never do it. Mm. They could never do it. You I, I know think,
1: what? I, I would give it to one before for you, before you jump in grumps. I think yeah, I would give it. I would give that opportunity to one MC that I think that, that could definitely pull something off, um, and that would have to be Kendrick. Yeah. 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 I think he's the only yeah. one out of the bunch. You know what I'm saying? He'd be
2: the only one in like, yeah, Kendrick, <laughs> even Jay Cole, yeah. even J. Cole, you know, yeah. Kendrick, J. Cole, J.
4: Cole yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Are the only ones that I feel like has some sort of substance in their lyrics mm-hmm. and they will really mm-hmm. sit down and, and, and try to do it. Um, but outside of that, nah, man. Nah. nah you need more than two, yeah. man, because they had the whole than, crew. Yeah. They had Don't the say, whole yeah. crew. And, and everybody on that self destruction had hit home
2: everybody hit a home everybody home. yes mm-hmm. everybody, everybody.
4: so yeah yep. we just in a we're we're just in a bad time for 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 rap music man it, you know mm-hmm. you know just my opinion yeah i,
2: I agree it's like we got to get back to to the the consci- consciousness of it all and why it came to be and what we were telling people that's listening and and and, and we're blinded by the dollar Mm-hmm. yeah and, the
0: dollar,
4: yeah the and James Brown
2: old. told us that what three decades ago <laughs> about the dollar right
4: <laughs> yeah. you know
2: he- t- he warned us, and so it is coming to fruition now,
4: yeah that's what's yeah. gonna you know, I think that's what's gonna end up killing hip hop I really mm. do mm-hmm. I really think you know hip hop you know um is going to die, and I say that because every Ooh. pop music guy like nas i'm serious bro mm-hmm. like you know we have to debate mm-hmm. on this all the time i mean you i mean hell you look at disco which was probably mo- one of the most fun fun oh shit to, yeah you know what saying? all right like, go ahead
3: big
1: homes
4: you, just, <laughs> it serious. ain't dead i don't you know what you're talking disco, about you put on a disco record <laughs> you put on a disco record and you can't make me you cannot tell me you don't feel good about that
2: Oh yeah, everybody jumping up. It's a mm-hmm. good spirit. Still good music. Yeah, yeah, where my roller
4: skates at nigga. There you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> but, yeah. but it eventually died. It eventually it died. You know, whether people got tired of that or something better came along, whichever mm-hmm. you pick, whichever something happened where it caused it it's caused the demise. Something is going to happen where people are gonna get tired of this bullshit that they're playing uh-huh. right now and it's going to take over. Maybe it'll be the if, new hip hop, I don't know.
2: Right. But it's, right. Going, to well, be,
4: it's going to be something. Similar Some to how they're doing new disco. If you the documentary
2: on HBO Max, the Bee Gees, now I'm, I'm a fan of the Bee Gees, don't hate me, but I love they was Kings of Disco. Oh yeah. yeah in their documentary, it breaks down what happened, what actually happened to disco. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if you, you know, you guys study music, you know music. Um, disco was really popping in the major metropolitan cities like Los Angeles, New York was just heavy with disco. They wanted it in these big cities, Miami, um, Chicago would not allow it to come there. And there was the, the one guy, I guess he was like a, this huge politician or whatever, who refuse to bring disco to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, um, if you watch the documentary, it gets really intense on what he did, but he kind of gave it a stigma behind why it eventually died.
3: Really? Mm
2: -hmm. Check it out. It's on the Max. Yeah. And because if you notice, it was only really popping in these big cities,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, Studio Fifty Four closed, and all these big these big clubs started closing. They stopped playing disco, Mm -hmm. so it kind of gets into that in that documentary.
4: Yeah, that's
2: That's cool.
5: But what's interesting about that is like disco paved the way, kind of, for hip hop, right? Because you had people like African and like cool. Mm -hmm. They were spending yeah. disco breaks as like the yeah. early form of hip hop, right? With the MCs yep. doing like the one, two, three, three to two, mm-hmm. one. Yep. Yeah. Um, My name is Larry like, Lab. My name is DJ Run. Were, right? <laughs> but yeah, like going back to what G.I. said, like, yeah, I mean, like it it is definitely there's a lot of money at play, right? Because people stand to make tons of money if you have like a number one Billboard record, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a few people that you mentioned, like J. Cole and Kendrick, who are sort of like you know, they're private, they kind of, they're self-funded, they don't really take a lot of money or they, they, they don't participate in, like, influence campaigns on social media to tell you to, to do this or that. Like, I respect, I respect artists who, like, just care about the craft and they, they don't get sucked into, like, you know, all the, uh, all the money and politics that goes on in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a select few like that, but like, yeah, the, you know, money is money is tempting and power is tempting, and so that that's mm-hmm. you end up with people like you know, little pump, like uh, freaking going on stage with Donald J. Trump. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like clown world right there. Like, how My about, man, Donnie? Like, right. how does this guy get up, get up on stage with 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 the orange man? Like, I don't, you know?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah.
5: So, I mean, I think I think there are a lot of people who do do it genuinely for the craft and they just care about music mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah i mean it's 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 like anything it's even like politics right you got to fight like the big money if you really want to make mm-hmm. something genuine mm-hmm. um so you know like me personally like you know what i try to do is like i have a day job and i use some of that money to promote my own music i promote artists that i work with and like try to build my independent network right i don't need a label necessarily and like a and lot of people just up. think like people think like oh you got, you got to get signed and that's like the end-all be-all right you got, mm-hmm. you got to get signed to a major label but you can you can be your own label you can do this stuff yourself
4: um, that's one, of the, so, that's one yeah. Of the, yeah that's one of the pros of today's hip-hop where it, it brings back the independentness in in hip-hop mm-hmm. where you don't need to go to somebody and say you know put my music out you they, you can simply do it yourself so mm-hmm. so for that reason I do like the new generation of hip-hop um because it brings back the the the, the hustler in you. So mm-hmm. um yeah, you don't need a label nowadays, man. If you have, you know, someone who can, you know, manipulate your social media, you have your in-house producer, you have someone who's who's very savvy on uh, on on the YouTube and get your streams up, you can do your own label with just just those three things. So yeah, yeah, man. So yeah. They cut out the
2: middleman, which yeah, is good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it
5: cuts out the middleman. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. right and so
5: like yeah. th- you were mentioning like so the middleman's been cut out so you also have an influx of people who are garbage and just kind of like it, like and distributing that, crap all over everything it, so like I, I was in that's... um i was in spotify headquarters like last year and like uh i was talking to one of their data guys and they were like yeah we get like almost a hundred thousand mm-hmm. songs submitted to spotify every day and mm. like our curators can't even keep up with it right yes. so like people so now because like music has been de- democratized a little bit, like you have so many people like trying to make it and like get on Spotify and get on Apple Music and be like, hey, listen to my single. And they're like spamming you into your DMs, like spamming your comments. And, mm-hmm. and so like, that's the downside of it, right? But the upside is if you really have a vision and like a plan, like you can you can make your own thing work and you don't have to rely on like a couple big record companies like they did in the early nineties. Like there's just a couple big players, right? you have to get signed to if you wanted to like be on the radio or anything like that
3: Mm -hmm. so yeah it's
5: it's it's definitely interesting times and like in in pros and cons to everything you know yep
2: that's what's up so i had a question so you know this this i don't know actually this kind of was starting to get popping i want to say maybe four or five years ago overseas so silent discos what do you guys think of that
5: um, if you're not feeling, you know. It's like the headphone discos? like but where you, Yeah,
2: where so you walk in, it's quiet, but everyone's getting they freak on because they got these headphones on and it's like a silent disco. So what do you think of that?
5: I've never experienced it, but I think it would be interesting, but it'd be weird if you took off your headphones and everybody's just sort of like shuffling around. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm going to tell you, a dark room.
4: I actually did one and that's exactly how I felt. I was just like, as long as I kept the headphones on, I was mm-hmm. all right but as soon as i took it off and it's like it's a room and it's a room full of people and it's fucking quiet mm-hmm. and I just, it 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 kind of it kind of it, it blew my mind i'm like yo this is weird <laughs> um <laughs> you know so i quickly put the headphones back on and i felt right where i needed to be so mm-hmm. um, but were you the, the only one room, up there uh no there was it was me and three other DJs yeah because mm-hmm. I, I,
0: I went to one and mm-hmm. they had the no, trifecta had where mm-hmm. you put the headphones on and then you can jam out to like the five different radios you know the yeah. the five different you know mixtapes that they're out there mixing to and yeah it was it, it, it was we taking it, off them headphones. And then yeah. switching to other people's stations, you have people yeah. looking at you, you know, tapping yeah. to the color of their earphones like, oh, yo, yeah. you got to tune and, into this, you know?
4: Yeah, and that can trip you out too because it mm. can create an insecurity. So I don't really prefer, I don't like silent discos. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for, for You know, like I say, for more reasons than one. Um, mm-hmm. Like I say, you, you, you're DJing up there and you think you're doing your thing and then everybody's tapped into the other DJs. It's like, well, what is he playing? And, you know, yeah. it, it can just, it, it, it can throw you off. So, mm. um, you know, silent discos, I guess there's a place for everything, but it's not my cup of tea.
2: Yeah, okay. You, crumbs? you said, you already commented on that?
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I've yeah. never been to one. I mean, I've seen like footage of them, but yeah, like like uh, GI said, like it would, it would trip me out to like take off my headphones and be like, wait a minute. It's I'm, silent. It's I'm, silent in a, I'm in a basement with a bunch of people, <laughs> Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
2: it's silent it's fun when you have the headphones on but like when you gotta use the restroom you take your headphones off and it's like <laughs> you know there's tons of people out there but you don't hear a thing, you don't <laughs> hear a thing
5: man. it's, it's kind
2: of creepy I, I
5: feel like that's something that you know it it almost like kind of aligns with what we've been going through with the pandemic like different ways of, of like listening to music live and stuff like that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. actually like i think um Mm -hmm. Uh, one of my buddies who raps like he just did a show up in manchester new hampshire and like i was thinking to myself like damn like that's like that's like the first show i've been to since like before coronavirus like you know what i mean so Mm
2: -hmm.
5: yeah so i mean some places are opening back up like i really hope like we get more live music again um just because like that's such an important part of of music right to to show up and listen to it right yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no doubt yeah yeah it is
5: there's only so much you can like stream, you know, yeah, you can stream all day, yeah. but like, I want to see people perform, you know, that's such yeah.
1: a, Oh, absolutely. And
5: and, and you get, you could add that to the list of things that are sort of like, like adding sort of stresses, like on the music industry in general. Right. Like mm-hmm. you, know, you can't just go to a concert like you, you normally would. That's why yeah. I really
2: love the, 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 the party in the park that we did this summer in mm-hmm. Rochester, Because that, listen, it just did so much for me. And I'm figuring, like, everyone out there felt the same. Mm -hmm. Like, having the DJs out there live, they spinning, they talking, they screaming at the crowd, it felt like it's just a feeling, a whole Mm -hmm. vibe that you get when you're in front of a live DJ. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: no doubt. I
2: came from where, we came from a generation where it was, uh, oftentimes at a party, it was only the DJ. Yep. It was no artist. The DJ was the artist. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just whole vibes, yep. so I totally want that back, and <laughs> like just that feeling. I just want to
1: go to a damn concert, period. You know right. what I'm saying, um, GI? You know what's up? Uh, mm-hmm. How they used to do the um, the old school joint at uh, Rhino Stadium, yeah, every summer. Yeah, I know you've been to a couple mm-hmm. of them joints. You know what I'm saying? I just miss, I just miss that. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I I do hope they bring something back.
5: Yeah. Cuz a, yep. lot, a lot of these new rappers like they if you put them in front of a mic on a stage like they probably can't even do their own show. You know, because yeah. I mean? everything's like online now.
2: Mhm. Yep. Yeah, no live there's no live music. That's you know, I love bands um, that have live music or live bands. I love the DJ. Yeah. The yeah. DJ has a, an important part of a crew. You know, that's, they that's, really That's the did. heartbeat. That's they, the, heartbeat. the heartbeat. It's the soul. It's the, it's the nucleus of the crew, you know. So, yeah. um, and so actually, that posed a quick question before we end the segment. I don't know if, if all of you saw the Salt and Pepper movie, but there's been a lot of debate on blogs and things. How do y'all feel about them excluding Spinderella and actually saying that? And a lot of people are saying that Spinderella wasn't uh, a big part of Salt and Pepper.
4: Oh, my oh, God. Man. Yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah. Those are those are all lies. Um, mm-hmm. Those are all lies. Um, Salt and Pepper, know they dead wrong for yeah. not including Spinderella into that um, bio- bio- biography, man. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just, you know, Spinderella was just as influential as Salt and Pepper was. And, you know, there's no debating that. They can mm-hmm. go against the as much as they want. But they know in their deep down in their heart and soul that they was dead wrong. Dead
3: yeah, wrong.
4: And I she agree. got
1: she got skills, son. Yeah.
4: She yeah. got skills. She ain't I no mean,
1: fly by night DJ, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, I mean, she, you know. The, she, the, woman, she, the she, woman can actually she can actually scratch and cut, you know what I mean? Yeah,
4: she 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 was like I say, she was very instrumental, uh, uh very influential, excuse me. Um, um, a very influential member of that group just like the rest of the two were and i mean hell it was it wasn't like she was always in the background she was always in the front just yeah just with just just like they were so you yeah know, you she
1: say, she rhymed a couple times yeah,
4: yeah so you know for them to go ahead and say that you know is hey man you know they they did that wrong
3: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i haven't That's seen
5: great. the instrumental or the the documentary but like it doesn't surprise me about the music industry because it's easy to get blackballed if like you you cross the wrong person like they'll just they'll just pretend you didn't exist like you know what i'm saying like it's, and that's some
1: bullshit yeah it's it's
5: a, no, it's, it a cut, it's a cutthroat industry man people got egos uh people got big egos and they want to be the star of the show and if if you like you know have the wrong interaction with somebody like they can they they can just blackball you uh, mm-hmm. that's 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 like mm-hmm. one negative thing i've learned about like kind of working with some higher level people. But yeah, I'm not I surprised think, at all.
2: I think it kind of hit it hit me kind of hard and people in my generation kind of hard because again we grew up listening to salt and pepper and spinderella. Right. And it kind of I kind of was kind of offended. Like how, like I was part of the group. Like Absolutely. where is she? I was highly offended by that. You know that's like,
1: that's, that's like an equivalent to okay you got run DMC. There's no mention of Jam Master Jay's name in Run DMC, but as soon as you say Run DMC, you think about all three of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's like the equivalent to salt and pepper. You know what I'm saying?
2: Who's who's what's going on?
1: Okay, I hear y'all now.
2: Oh. All right, all right.
1: So I was just I was just saying um, to to Becca's point, that's kind of like the equivalent to Run DMC. You know, there's no no mention of Jam Master
2: Jay, but You know he's up there. He's a part of the group. Exactly. You know, cut creator. Come on, like you don't just exclude those intricate parts of your group. And I, I, like I said, I was very offended. I lost
4: you guys again.
2: We can hear you. Yeah, I can
5: hear you. Can you hear us?
1: Exactly. Well, might be having a little technical difficulty. I hear you. Uh, Oh, oh, Gi, you there?
5: Yeah, I hear you now. All All right. right.
1: Little setback, fellow people, but um, yeah. So I was, I just want to um, get one more talking point question in, and um, we'll probably have to uh, wrap up. Um, Grums, let me let me get your take on this question first. Yep. Give me the difference in in your opinion to, uh, the difference between a producer and a beat maker, because a lot of people kind of put the two together, and I think yep. there's a big difference.
5: Yeah, no, good question, man, because, like, for a long time, like, so I started making beats, like, around 2003, 2004, Um, and, like, for a long time, at least, like, 10 years after that, I was just a beat maker, right, like, so I would put my beats up on SoundCloud, on YouTube, you know, I would, I would get messages from, like, you know, rappers, like, local rappers, and be like, yo, how much can I buy this beat for, and blah, 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 and, like, that's, that to me is, like, beat making, right, like, you're just making beats, you're selling beats, like, you're leasing beats, but like being a producer is more of taking like an active role in like a, like either a single or like a project. Right. So like once I started getting sort of more recognition, like, you know, I'd start getting more plays on my SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, I I would have people sending me demos that were actually like impressive. Like, damn, like this guy's good. Like I should, you know, I should work with him and like being a producer is like you, you, you work with somebody who they might be completely new. They've never recorded a song before, except like on their you know crappy mic that they bought from Radio Shack. And you work with them as like in an executive producer role, right? To actually craft an entire project or you know, whatever they're trying to do, like an EP or a single. So I think it, being a producer requires stepping up from just making the beat to having a say in the final product. And even beyond that, like how it's like mixed and mastered, and like how it's like promoted and distributed and stuff like that, and like that's a skill that I've been working on in you know, the last few years, like um trying to bring up artists who like I really mess with, like they've sent me demos, I'm like, I was really impressed, and I want to help them like get the music out because like I'm passionate about it, they're passionate about it,
3: mm-hmm. and so
5: yeah, like the producer role. Is a lot more proactive than just making like making beats. Like if you're a beat maker, sure you can set up like a beat stars page, put a hundred beats up for sale, and like you're a beat maker, right? Whereas if a, a producer is somebody who is is really sort of in the kitchen, like making the making the final product.
3: Mm-hmm. So
5: I mean that's that's what it means to me, and it's still a skill set that I'm trying to learn. Like it, it requires a lot of people management. Like you know, like because artists have egos. You know, some artists are, are, you know, harder to motivate than others. And it's like, so how do you get people together to, to accomplish a goal, which is to like make music, right? So that's that's how I view being a like producer versus just a beat maker.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah.
4: He pretty much sums it up.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's I'm what's like, up. literally in my, in my head, I'm like, hmm, like, what do, like how, what do I need to do to be like Dr. Dre, right? you know and like obviously you know he i got a long way to go but you know just getting in that mindset of not just being somebody making the beats because like even like kanye west right he started as a beat maker like he was making beats for jay-z on like the blueprint
2: and Mm -hmm. like he was just making beats Mm -hmm.
5: right but then Mm -hmm. he he grew and morphed into somebody who was taking control and like making his own records like he obviously started being an artist himself right so i think it's a I think beatmaker is just like on a, it's like on a sliding scale of growth, right? From where you want to go as an artist, right? You can go from beat maker to producer, to executive producer, to like A&R, you know? So yeah, I, I view it as a continuum.
2: Okay.
1: And that's what's up.
2: All right, Isaac, bring us home
0: if you'd like to join us here on that's what's up be sure to tune in we are on the radio that's what's up the radio hit us up on ig at that's what's up live visit our website that's what's up pod.com or you can send us an email at that's what's up pod at gmail.com you've been listening to that's what's up where we've been diving into what's really been going on behind your favorite tracks in the music industry i am the big homie and it's your boy GR.
2: And your girl chef Bet.
0: And we will catch you all on the next one. Be Peace
2: easy. Out. Peace and love.